Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club podcast. I am Maddie in my comically oversized t-shirt, and this is... In a tube top, and if that doesn't describe how we are polar opposites and yet exactly the same, uh, because this is uncoordinated, then I don't know what does. And today, Maddie and I will be reviewing Wreck the Halls by Tessa Bailey. And what I have come to realize is, is that I like Tessa Bailey and Maddie does not. <laughs> yeah, the story was pretty anticlimactic to me. Uh, I thought it, well, yeah, I, I suppose it, I can see that. I Anticlimactic, Courtney. Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. I get it, yes, I get it. Yes, I get it. There's, well, I guess we'll get into that in the spoiler portion. No, we gotta talk about that up front. Right, you guys gotta know what you're going into when you're reading this book. So this isn't really like an enemies to lovers. I don't know what trope it is. Besides, I guess like forbidden romance, maybe. No, lovers. No, it's like this book is a second chance romance. That is how it's advertised. Um, A second chance romance. They met once when they were fourteen. Yeah, or sixteen. But that's what it's advertised as: second chance. All right. Well, then let's just let's just address the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. So there is a there is a kink in this book. Just disclaimer. If you're big into cliffs, things being uh, anticlimactic being uh, dragged out perhaps my sister's boyfriend's name <laughs> i i was telling my friend grace about this book the other day and the kink in it and um i just ended up keep i kept saying the word over and over again for some reason <laughs> uh yeah okay courtney yeah tell us about this book what is it about okay so this book follows beat and melody uh yeah and their names are yeah (laughs) um and beat and melody are the children of an epic rock duo female rock duo from uh, presumably the okay here's the thing they broke up in like the 90s i think it said like 93 but the way they're described is very much like a late 70s rock band. Um, but I was giving think, heart. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. I was a little bit confused by that because they obviously created music mostly throughout, like, the 80s. And I they just the way they're described is very, like, 70s-esque. So, timeline there is a little whatever. Anyways, so their moms break up. The band breaks up. And there is a lot of animosity. Uh, and Beat and Melody, they meet up for when they're, like, 16 for this, uh, interview about their parents, and at that time, Melody's got, like, her braces, uh, she's in her awkward teen era, we've all been there, and, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, ex- excluding Maddie, um, <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> You literally were showing me pictures from your teen era the other day. I was so hot then. I literally don't know what you're talking about. 
I mean, I think you're. I think you've always been beautiful. Thanks. You were the one who was shitting on your own picture. <laughs> I was a wannabe scene kid. Okay, leave me alone. Yeah. I had blonde hair. My mom wouldn't let me be goth. Yeah, my mom wouldn't either. So hmm. this now I'm doing a late a late phase. <laughs> you know. Um. Anyways, so so, <laughs> so she's in her awkward teen era and beats like. He's a charmer. Everybody likes him. And they walk up to each other and they have this instant connection because they're the only people who get what it's like to be the children of the Steelbirds. That was their mom's fan. Right? And so then they never see each other again for what, like 10, 15 years? 14 years. 14 years. Um, and Beats being uh, blackmailed, essentially. And he needs some money to pay off his blackmailer. And so he's approached by this uh news not news network content creation it's some sort of network television i suppose i'm a little bit confused some sort of multimedia conglomerate i suppose <laughs> mm -hmm. about um trying to reunite steelbirds um but doing it uh like live streaming the whole time which is really interesting i suppose i like a, i'm thinking like a shane dawson documentary <laughs> <laughs> about yeah, like reuniting them but it's just live streamed for 20 like yeah. not 24 7 but almost 24 7 for two straight weeks um which i'm like who would watch that um anyways i like people have jobs you know who's watching that yeah i need you to cut out all the content i don't need to see right anyways uh and so he he's like I'll do it, but I'm not going to do it unless I get Melody's consent because it's going to, like, she'll have to be involved because it involves her mom. And, like, when she was younger, the media was really negative towards her. They were very hypercritical of, like, her physical appearance because of who her mother was. And they, it's like, they always took it easy on me. He has this complex where he's like, I've been given everything in life, and so I need to punish myself. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And I like I think it's supposed to be a note on like privilege or whatever, but it just comes off as him being yeah like sure he still seems really out of touch. Uh, that's <laughs> anyways. So he has Melody, and Melody's like, "I'll do it with you. Like we'll do this together." And so they live stream trying to get trying to get the band back together, and um, you know, there's lots of crazy stuff that happens. Obviously, everyone is watching every second of every day, and everyone's like, oh my god, Beat and Melody, get together! We're so obsessed with you! Um, and then, of course, like, they get together, and then there's conflict because their moms hate each other, and then there's, like, the underlying story of blackmail the whole time. Um, and Melody, despite how harsh uh, the media was with her growing up, they just love her now. Uh, no matter what Maddie says, because, okay, again, I'm going to go back to this. We said this the last episode. I need to stop reading books immediately after I read them, <laughs> because I always give them a higher score yeah, than I should them. when I end I up talking about I saw you gave it. this one, and I was genuinely shocked at the score you gave. I was like, what? <laughs> I think, okay, I, parts of the story definitely were like, ooh. Um, I thought Melody was very funny, though. I liked her. Um, what? I thought she was so cringe. Really? Oh, I thought she was funny. 
she uses millennial speak like a majority there of the is time in this there book. is a little bit of millennial speak yeah that's for sure i don't know i thought she was um pretty witty she is described almost like zoe deschanel-esque with the bangs and stuff i think that's just what she's giving here maybe i could not picture what she looked like in my head um and she her job is to like restore old not even old old books because it's like one of the copies of the books she's restoring is like the giver you know the book we she's all like read one of those in middle school she's one of those girls on tiktok who like just rips the cover off the book and then like makes a tiktok about it that's what she's doing yeah Anyway, so I mean, I I don't think this I like is a to watch those away, videos. So, but the band gets back together. Beat and Melody end up together. Yada yada yada. Okay, so that's the plot. Uh, <laughs> now we're gonna go through whether or not we would recommend this book, whether or not we'd recommend it to someone under the age of eighteen, and then our four pillars, which are witty banter, character development, realism, and smut. So, Maddie, would you recommend this book to a fellow reader? No. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, it, I, like, I wouldn't even recommend it. Being, oh, you want a Christmas book? You can read this. Because Christmas is, like, not even really a big thing in here. Yeah. Like, it just happens this to take place during Christmas time. But, like, there's no Christmas in this book. This is, yeah, this is not a Christmas book. This is a Christmas book. Right. This is a romance where Christmas is it'd be like it'd be like if you were talking about a summer romance and like Fourth of July happened because it happens in the summer and they right. had like and like the culmination at the end of the book was having like a Fourth of July party. Yeah. That's the equivalent. That's the equivalent. Um but it's really truly not like a Christmas book. And I think it's not really like Hallmarky either, I would say. Um yeah, so I, but I, I think I, mm, I would recommend this to some people. I told Grace to read it because I think she wouldn't mind it. Um, if you're like generally a Tessa Bailey fan, I think you would probably like it. Um, I don't know. I read it relatively fast. It's not like super duper long, but yeah. Okay. Uh, so if you're not going to recommend it to anybody, you're not going to recommend it to somebody below the age of 18. But absolutely also, not. <laughs> but also <laughs> i just wouldn't do that in general because no it's there not is a, yeah this is not, not appropriate, appropriate for children no, no. um so i would not recommend it to someone under the age of 18 either uh there is smut it's in there i, I think that's a given considering we already discussed that there's like a interesting kink in here um <laughs> Those things go kind of part and parcel, hand in hand. So, no big surprises there. Okay, uh, first pillar, Witty Vancher, go. Um, three? Um, there are some parts that that's kind of like, haha, funny, hee But like, nothing that made me go, hee hee hee, you know? And they just like, are annoying and like each other a lot. And... Yeah, I don't know. They just don't have, but they also don't have good chemistry, in my opinion. So like, I don't. <laughs> They're also crazy, and that is a fact, not my opinion. So I give it a three. Of how is it a fact? I will lay out the evidence for you later, this lawyer. 
In the spoiler okay. section. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> it's gonna be like Pepe Solia episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No, okay, fine. Get the, the red premise, string ready. The premise is crazy. This book takes it's place in the spit book. No, no, it's crazier than that. They meet. It, this reminds me of what was that book we didn't like? Uh. uh oh! 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 Uh, uh, oh funny oh you my, should ask. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. They meet one time when they're. 16 years old 14 years ago and now they're 30 and they are in the situation for literally like nine days <laughs> yeah okay the timeline is pretty crazy <laughs> that is crazy <laughs> to me I, I i can see a lot of i guess i can see parallels to like that book in this book i think there's more like tying them together in this book than just like the interview in the other one like their moms were their, their moms, moms know were each other figures that would be like it, me being like hey my mom's best friend from when we were kids um i'm in love with you and i've been in love with you for my entire life that would be so weird well part of I don't even okay. know that kid's name it's a little bit different because their mothers are celebrities like that's that's throughout the book that's the theme right like nobody understands either of them like they understand each other because no one's in the exact same situation that they are in it's more than just like okay this can be a rough episode <laughs> you guys <laughs> for the audio listeners you can't see but i'm like doing like the hand like maybe 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 yeah <laughs> in a brat um <laughs> I would give the Woody Mantra a four. There are lots of parts where I thought Melody was funny. There's one part where they're talking. They they're like always mic'd up, right? So sometimes they turn the mics off, sometimes they turn them back on. There's one part um in particular we might have to bleep this out. But their their mics are off, they're at a party and they're like reading off some of the stuff from Twitter. And this made me laugh out loud. The one of the ladies is like reading off tweets, and it's like, "Beat can be the president of this blank." And then Melody goes, "Well, your name is Beat," and I was like, "Ha ha, funny." Um, I oh, I want to throttle you right now. <laughs> your little smug face. I thought they had chemistry, so I disagree about that. Um, there were parts, again, there were parts of this book that were, like, frustrating. We'll get to that in the spoilers. But generally, I don't, I did not dislike it as much as Maddie did. Also, there was a few, I, Tessa Bailey usually has, like, one or two cringe lines. She's trying to be, like, relevant, and it just isn't executed super well. But I didn't think they were, like, they were annoying, but they weren't, like, that annoying to me when I was reading this. Anyway, so Woody Banter for me is a four, which is only one point off from Maddie. So that's still not, like, it's not that bad. And I will amend my Goodreads score after this by one single point. So I don't think that's a victory. but It is for me. <laughs> I'll take wins any time I can. Um, uh, okay, character development, scale of one to five. Um... I mean, what is the character development book? We have Beat, who goes from being blackmailed to, like, exposing who that person is. Yeah, and acknowledging also... his, the, his place in his life and being honest with his parents. 
Yeah, but like not Maddie, by choice. Maddie, development is <laughs> choosing to shoulder a burden that isn't necessarily his. And well, also, his, main, his main character development is like, you know. Yeah, and, and letting people in, right? So, you're, okay, you're just totally... <laughs> I just, I, I just hate it. You're not being it. objective about this. <laughs> I am objective all the time. You are a liar and an Aries. I literally uh, have the data to prove it, <laughs> that this is a bad book. It has a low rating on Goodreads, so I know I'm not alone in this. Doesn't, I thought I had like a 3.6 or something. That's a low rating. Out of five? Yeah. That's more than half. That's more than 50%. Okay, that's still that's a failing like 70, grade. That's seventy percent. That's a C. That's C. not a failing grade. C's make it degrees, but okay. His character development <laughs> is. Oh, wait, I didn't talk about Melody yet. Well, yeah, because I'm. I was explaining what his is because you're like he doesn't have any. What's hers? Go ahead. Melody's is. <laughs> Melody's is. To stand up for herself against her mom. <laughs> yeah. But it's like not even anything <laughs> super I'm gonna punch you in the mouth right now. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, this is such a. Uh <laughs> oh. Mom and dad are fighting kids. <laughs> mom is crying. Um. <laughs> dad. Because you're me. <laughs> um, no, okay. Melody's is just, like, to, like, get over her and her mom's relationship, but their relationship isn't even that weird. Like, it's not even that strained. So, and uh, honestly, how much time can you... It's really not. Melody just kind of sucks, but that's, like, neither here nor there. Why does she suck? Um, personally, if my mom was, like, on a commune and, like, living her best life, I would let her. And I'd be fine with that. Maddie, she's not mad with her adult mother for going to a commune as an adult woman. She's mad at her mother for abandoning her as a teenager to be raised by random women while she gallivanted around the world and the country. Okay, so what's the number, Maddie? I don't know. I think probably, like, a... A three. Okay, not as bad as I thought it. No, because, like, here's the thing. Like, I don't hate this book. I don't like it. But, like, I, I genuinely do not have any strong feelings towards this book. And that's what's making me laugh so hard is because, like, I can't explain that, like, I literally did not care about this book. Like, I did not care what happened to any of these characters. I thought that everything that happened in this story was absolutely ridiculous. And that that's it. That's the moral. That's the sum. I mean, the yeah, the plot is a little far-fetched. But that's for realism. Save that. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, okay, I think I'm gonna give character development, like, a four. Again, okay, so Beat's character development is he's shouldering this burden of being blackmailed. It has to do, like, with his parents as well. He doesn't want to tell his parents because he doesn't want to, like, ruin their relationship. And he thinks his mom deserves to, like, have some peace in her life. Um, and so he bears this burden, and he also, he feels like he's been handed everything in his life, and so he mm, punishes himself. Um, uh, <laughs> and 
by like refusing to uh take the, the easy way and also not letting people in to his inner sanctum and then by the end of the book he's honest with his parents uh and he also has let melody into his inner sanctum and melody's character development is so that she, she she has a bad relationship with her mom her mom is very distant very disinterested and has been since she was a child and she also melody like Tessa Bailey tries to write her as like physically like covering herself up to like wearing oversized clothing and like trying to downplay everything because she feels so different from her mom and I think her character development is really like stepping out of the shadow of her mother and like becoming someone who's confident in herself who also can like stand up to her mom and set boundaries and her mom and her relationship ends up better for it. (coughs) Um, so I, I thought it made sense. Um, I thought that was a good element. Now, when we get to realism, that will detract from some of the points for me, for obvious reasons. Uh, but I'll let you touch on that first. Just realism okay. scale of that. So, realism. Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. They're crazy, like I said. But I have 100% been in their exact situation of craziness. Yeah. (laughs) I met Terry the day, like, Terry and I started dating the day that we met. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking, I was like, which one of your parents is secretly a superstar that I've never heard of? (laughs) Um, that would be my father. Um... (laughs) Yeah, he's Zac Efron's boyfriend, in case anyone's Yeah, if you guys didn't know that, he's dating Zac Efron. So, um, yeah, so explain that. Yeah, you can. Anyhow, um, so, yeah, uh, like, their relationship moves crazy fast. I was explaining this to Terry last night. I was like, Terry, imagine you and me when we first started dating, but if we were 30. Okay. It's it's so cringe. Like it's so cringe. Like listen, Terry and I we moved crazy fast, right? I moved I moved to a different state to be with Terry in less than three months or something like that. Like very fast. Um and like we just moved pretty fast. Uh that like I <laughs> I get it, but if I was, like, 30, acting the way I, like, if they were, act, they she was acting like how I was at 19, and she's 30, and that is, like, the worst possible thing I think a person could do. Um, and I did not like that. Uh, that was really gross, honestly. Uh, the, they're being followed around by, like, this camera crew yeah. constantly that's live-streaming them, and I'm trying to, like, think, like, is that even, like, are they on Twitch? Like, where are they streaming this? Yeah, okay, that's what detracted from the realism for me, is because I'm like, I don't understand on which platform they are hosting this. I don't understand how it has that big of a draw. Because, like, I know people love reality TV, but nobody has the time to sit on a live stream and work and watch people try and reunite a band for all day, every day, while they're doing stuff. Like, it's just, I yeah. don't understand the complexities of it and Tessa Bailey didn't ever really explain it 
aside no. from the fact that there's cameras always following them around and like i don't know oh, the thing about like being live too like i don't know how you would get that approved by a network like i know they sign contracts too so maybe there's some stipulations on what they can or cannot do but like when you're live streaming that long there's no way to like keep track of all of that content and footage to get rid of stuff that's potentially harmful to the network so no yeah. media conglomerate would agree to do that with two almost strangers for two straight yeah. weeks because they could do anything that would reflect like super negatively on them right I, so like literally anything make sense. if it if the premise was like they were making a reality tv show and it was like getting dropped that's kind of what i thought it was like when the, she was explaining it at first i thought that's what it was like a reality tv show where like we're gonna film you guys all the time it's not gonna be live but we're gonna film you all the time and then use that footage to create a uh, a holiday special about steelbirds yeah well and like even I think it would have been more realistic too, even if they were like, Oh, we'll film this and then we'll drop the episode about this day like the next day. Right. right? But like I don't know. I just logistic I think she was trying to do too much with that. Like logistically I don't understand how that works and it's not something that exists um right. currently. And so it was kind of like a hard concept to grasp. And, like, the whole point of it is to, like, get people to be like, oh, my God, you guys are so cute together. And also to get, like, the main conflict stuff happen, you know? And, like, there's so many ways you could go about that with a similar premise without having to do all this nonsense. Yeah, and I just don't think she, like, explained it well enough in the book for it to, like, make sense. And it because it's something yeah. that doesn't already exist, you have to, like take the time to explain logistically how yeah. it works um <laughs> they're like those um npc people who sleep on tiktok lives that's what they're <laughs> yeah. doing they're just on tiktok live but how would they have like that many they're like oh it's in the millions millions of people are watching who uh, who are these millions of people who are watching that I like yeah. don't get me wrong like Obviously, it's too late now, but, like, if they did something with that, like this with, like, Fleetwood Mac or something, like, I wouldn't even watch that. Yeah, and I live and I in love Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Fleetwood Mac, and I wouldn't even watch that. Yeah. It was just a little too far-fetched, and, like, I think if she would have, like, honed in some of the stuff, it would have been easier to, like, consume, I guess. I don't know. I think part... Uh, part of the like when the women were talking about themselves too, it was very reminiscent of like how Stevie Nicks talks about Mick on all the documentaries and stuff they do now. Um, because uh, she's basically just like, yeah, I hate his ass. Um, <laughs> that's how their moms act basically the whole time. And so for me, I was like, is this supposed? I, I get the reference now, but I was like, is this supposed to be, like, a Fleetwood Mac-esque thing? Because that's what, much what it feels like. Like, what what was the song Rattle the Cage? Uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, the chain? Yeah, literally. <laughs> they had another one in here that they mentioned, too, and I remember being like, ah, I know that song. Um, but then they mentioned Stevie Nicks in the book, and I was like, okay, so it's not. Right. Oh, no, no. Okay, wait. Numerical rating. <laughs> oh, real. the realism? Like a two? 
Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a two as well. Uh, and their the romantic timeline is somewhat unrealistic, despite the fact that it happened in Maddie's life. Um, one, because they are older, and two, because it literally is over the course of, like, two weeks. And that's uh, crazy. I mean, like, yeah. crazier things have happened. I don't know. My mom, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure my mom got engaged within, like, three months and then got married, like, really quick after that. So, like, it happens, but... December 11th until Christmas Eve. That's when all this happens. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. But yeah, it reminded, it felt like it was supposed to almost be like reality TV, but like also like The Bachelor. But then it's live streamed and also there's like just a lot. A lot there is a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, our final category. Smut. One to five. Oh, uh, one. Uh, I didn't think it was like even without the kink in it. I still don't think it was good. It happens a lot, though. Well, object, uh, uh, somewhat objectively speaking, because the book is pretty short. Okay, yeah, for the time frame, that's certainly yeah. true. Um. For me, I was like, wait, what's your number? Did you give it a number? You gave it a one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think I would give it, like, a three. And again, like, I know you didn't really see the chemistry. I could see the chemistry between them. What really frustrated me was, like, the first couple instances because of, like, his holdup, his whatever, you know. It just didn't end. And then, like, the first time they it happened, it was, the way it ended was odd. Then after that, it was better. I don't know. Uh, but it was there. Uh, it was somewhat descriptive. And as I've said before, we look at multiple different factors when reading this particular pillar. Including frequency, quality, whether or not specific, there's an icky word. There's a specific line that he says in this that come Like, it was going to be a two. And then he says something, and I was like, it's a one. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. That ruined it for me. I was like, Ugh. I'm going to make a compilation of every time I fake throw up on this podcast, because I swear to God, I do it every time, and I feel so bad every time I do it, because I have a horrible <gasps> gag reflex, so I hear myself do it, and then I actually gag every single time that I am editing the podcast, because I hear myself make the fake throw up noise, and then it makes me want to throw up. <sighs> I'm so sorry, everybody. Sorry for every time I do that. Well, you're such a but that's what okay, you you're a little conundrum. That's what you are. I know. But yeah, that's Maybe what I was sick just like, over this. I know. I was like, why would you say that, sir? Yeah, that's and then there, oh, there's one more. There's one more line, of course. And oh, it, like I saw it coming from a mile away about how they make such great music together. Yeah. I saw that from the minute I saw his name was beat. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Overall score. I, I already gave saw it a two. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would have given it a one. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I would have. I would have given it a one, but I didn't hate it. Like I hate twisted hate or twisted love. So like I feel like that's like my baseline for a one. So like 
I didn't hate this book like I hated that one because like I was entertained by how goofy this book is so it's not like I was like sitting there reading it in spite yeah but it was goofy yeah side note on twisted love for all of you little fan girlies out there we love you it's okay it's okay mm-hmm. we're all different mm-hmm. um but for you haters i just want you to know we got our spotify wrapped today and that is our most <laughs> listened to episode and we absolutely tear that book to shreds to shreds you've got to wonder you've yeah. got to wonder why that is you little fan girlies yeah because we are not saying. afraid to speak the truth yeah apparently even if we disagree yeah even if there's a division within this household yeah um we're not afraid to speak our truths yeah that's right yeah we can do about it um i gave it a four originally on goodreads but i think i'm gonna go change it to a three um yeah that's that. That's all you gotta yeah, say. I think I've been. I think I've just been. I. I think I am too generous with books right after I finish them. Like I don't give myself to actually think about the whole entire thing. Um, and so I feel like they're artificially high immediately. Inflated. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think from now on I will be instituting a practice of only doing Goodreads reviews at least twenty four hours after I finish a book. <laughs> I am just such like a hater, yeah. and such a, a and such like a a critic that every time I'm reading something, I am critiquing it in my head. Every single time I read something, even if I like it, I'm critiquing it. That's why I never have anything nice to say about anything. It's because I'm always criti- criticizing things in my head. Thanks, mom. Yeah. And this if, this shouldn't be a shock to anyone, um, but Maddie's an Aries, so that checks out. And I'm a Taurus, so that also, that also checks. checks out. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I... Mm, meh. Mm. Anyways. Meh. It's right. such a meh book. I'm sad I own this book, though. I don't... I wish I didn't own it. Yeah, well... Uh, we've considered instituting new rules for that and only yeah doing virtual and then buying physical copies of good ones but you know i sell it to the next hopeful the next yeah. next tessa bailey, tessa fan. bailey I think, fans <laughs> i think my favorite book by her so far that i've read overall including all the ones on the podcast obviously um was unfortunately yours yeah, because yeah. this is our fourth book that we read by her. I was talking to my... Is it, oh, it yeah. is the fourth. I was telling Kevin today that we read this book, and he, he goes, he goes, oh, the Michelangelo of Dirty Talk. And I was like... <laughs> no, that's Lucy's score. No, she literally calls herself the Michelangelo no. of Dirty Talk. No. And I was like, Kevin, how do you remember that? <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this spoiler-free portion of the review of Wreck the Halls by Tessa Bailey. Uh, if you would like to read the book still, please please exit the theater um, and return <laughs> after you have finished. For those of you who for want after to you finish, because yeah, I want listen. <laughs> it's important. 
in this story that you finish it before you come back. So. Right. <laughs> anyway. If you don't want to read it, uh, or if you already have, and you want to hear Maddie absolutely tear it to shreds for the next 20 minutes in the spoiler portion of the review, stick with us. All right, Queen. This is your... Okay, here's, first here's of all... Your box. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, listen. There is a warrant out for her arrest. <laughs> this bitch okay, has violated... She has violated her bail agreement. <laughs> I'm literally going to be a lawyer, and I didn't even think about that when I was <laughs> I was like, is she fleeing the state right now? I was shocked. And then she's on national television being like, here's my location. So she is violating her bail agreement. She is a- actively posting about where she is at any given time. Like, she's just asking. Asking for prison. She didn't even do anything that bad. And she's going to go to prison. And, yeah. Assault, you know. Just kidding. She's a million dollars now. She's definitely not going to prison. Don't you know, rich people only go to prison if they do insider trading. Or tax evasion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because Um, the government only cares if you screw them over, not if you hurt other people. If you have money. Exactly. Exactly. Um... But, yeah, so that was, like, the first, like, that obviously not the first thing that I was, like, but that was, like, something that really stuck out to me is the fact that she just, she's a woman on the run, okay? She's a woman on the run. Um, yeah. Ugh. Uh. I don't know. Um, okay, so. Moving on. The kink in this book is awful. <laughs> um, I also think that Melody did not handle it well because, like, I wouldn't even call it a kink. It's, like, trauma. It's, like, just straight trauma. Yeah, definitely some therapy involved. Yeah. I, there's, like, I, to be fair, I think there's, like, a fine line to walk with most kinks between like oh that's just like a fun thing <laughs> that you like and then it's like oh that's because you had an awful childhood okay <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so like i think that he just really needed therapy and i don't think that melody handled it very well because she like took it very personally every time it happened he was very upfront with her too yeah you know? So, like, to take it as personally as she did, it's kind of, like, it's a gro- a gr- a gross is not the right word. It's just kind of, like, very, very selfish. Yeah, I also thought, so, like, towards the end, Beat, okay, so Beat, now that we're in the spoiler portion, the person blackmailing him is his actual father, who, like, used to be the drummer of the band, and... His mom cheated on his dad with him. And when his dad finds out, his dad's just like, oh, well. And so I was like, a big pardon? Yeah. Uh, 
Right, like finding out like, your not kid even that mad at his... for thirty years is not like, yours. I can just like I could... here's a cigar. I could see the dad not being mad at the kid because like the kid had nothing to do with it and he did raise him. But like he's not even mad at his mom. Yeah. Very very odd. Um but so like they, they go on the Today show to drum up even more whatever to try and get their moms together even yeah. though they're live streaming this all the time and apparently it's so successful that are a quadrillion people are watching it and the server keeps yeah. crashing. the whole planet's there and they the producer lady like brings the drummer guy on because she doesn't know that he's his dad and beats like oh because his dad's like well maybe i'll extort melody for money next because she'll do anything to protect you so he's like, I don't like Melody, that's all for show. And, like, she overhears her at Riot and stuff, and he's like, get out of here, basically. And then she's like, you know, runs away, tail tucked between the legs. And I'm like, at this point, like, you would, it, with the way the book is written, even though they've only known each other for a couple of days, it makes it seem like they know each other so well that I don't understand why she wouldn't just be like, oh, that clearly wasn't, like, a normal reaction. Yeah. And something else was going on. She, she just she- takes it at, like, face value. Kind well, of. she also says that whenever, like, he comes to see her, and she goes, I knew you'd never hurt me. Meanwhile, she sits, like, wallowing in her apartment for yeah, Yeah, and then he's, he watches the live, he keeps going to the bathroom to, like, watch her side of the live stream when they're, like, apart to keep tabs on her. Um, stalker behavior. Uh, Everybody's a stalker, though, if they're all watching her. All yeah, the time. Well, some people are literally stalkers. They're like following yeah. her around. Like they'll they'll go outside and then people will just like show up. And I'm picturing like a, the way it's written. I'm picturing like a massive crowd. And that's again where I'm like, where are all these unemployed people in New York City coming from? Who have cell phones who can watch live streams and just follow people around during the day? Who are you yeah. people? <laughs> I don't get it. That's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I also, like, I just don't see them having any real chemistry. It just feels so, it just feels so manufactured because it's all based on this premise that they liked each other when they were 16 and then they still like each other now, which is weird. I could, I I understand, like, the feeling, the connection because they're in a similar situation. They feel like nobody else can understand. It's almost like, I feel like it's almost like being trauma bonded, like meeting someone and going through like a car accident together like that's one experience that you have with them maybe you don't see him again but like you have that thing that happened to you both that only each other can like relate to so i can see that draw and like i didn't think their chemistry was like the best out of any book couple i've ever read but like i saw it what i really didn't see the chemistry between though was like the moms the band themselves right because melody's moms described very much as like a free spirit like very like stevie nicks fleetwood Mac like Mac-esque um doesn't want to be tied down probably shouldn't have had a kid that sort of thing and then Beat's mom Octavia is described as like very like poised and like elegant like everything's white and gold and like extravagant she likes luxury and I just don't really see how like two people like that could create like music together as a band i guess i don't know like because like you have to have some sort of chemistry there too and like and then they get to they, they, the moms, 
the moms get back together at the end too and like they have a little bit of back and forth whatever but like i don't know like i'm one of them calls the other like an old bag or something like that and i'm just like i didn't like feel the animosity as much when they got mm-hmm. when they re- reunited i'm like there i feel like there needs to be more screaming and gnashing of teeth you know Mm-hmm. But it was more just like, oh, look, our kids like each other, and we need to put this whole drummer thing to rest, and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, where's the, this is like, like, multiple decades long uh, animosity. Where is it? Yeah. It just wasn't I did not like, see on that the either. And then, like, uh, they do their little concert at the end, too, right? And I felt like, the, I felt like the concert was very anticlimactic. Because they just go out there, and the drummer guy gets or, like taken away, and that right. was very like it was just it was so like security. Oh, it was so cringe. I was like, what? I was cringing. And then like they go on the Today Show, right? And while they're like on the Today Show, B is like, I'm gonna propose. I should propose. And I'm like, right. Sir. He just- and then he proposes to her after the concert. Okay, here's my question: Where did he get that? The ring? Because they, yeah. They've been following him around with the camera for two weeks. I don't know. When did he a, when did he get that? That's a great question. That's a good question. Yeah, I did feel like the, the proposal really ticked me off, honestly. I like I would have been happy if they just ended up together at the end and they because she like he leaves the concert, right, before all this stuff happens. And then after they drag his father off melody's like i need to find beat even though they're they've had like this the third act breakup right right and so she goes to find him in the park and then he just gets down on one knee and proposes to her and i was like okay first of all i like to think that maybe he robbed somebody (laughs) (laughs) he's in central park it's possible um but like i don't know it like it wasn't the thought just occurred to him on the show, like, I, it would have made more sense to me if, like, the first time he saw her, if he was, like, I want that woman to, like, be my wife, and that was, like, running through his head the whole time. Like, he, it's clear that he, like, likes her throughout the book, but then, like, I just felt like the whole, like, oh, I want to propose to her came out of nowhere when he hasn't even, like, I feel like it's just him replacing one trauma with the other, so, like, there's the trauma of, like, him not, you know, doing what he <laughs> should be doing. I don't know how, I don't know how to <laughs> dance around this too much. But then, when he finally does that, it's the trauma of, like, oh, okay, now I'm gonna marry her. I don't know. Which is just replacing a trauma with, like, other trauma. I don't know how to, like... I would have just preferred if, like, at the end they had a nice embrace and they were like, let's do this for real and yeah. be a couple. Instead of him being like, let's get married. Yeah. So that detracted a little bit. Why did I give this book a four? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm perplexed by myself right now. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Moral of the story, don't trust my Goodreads. Yeah, more of the Apparently story. Apparently, I need to do a little bit bad. more critical Maddie's thinking. Good. Maddie's good reads accurate. Courtney's not. 
Some of them I stand by. Now I need to go like audit my freaking Goodreads review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you should. Um, I don't know. I feel like okay. This is this is so funny because like I so I have the dark aesthetic right, and Maddie's like she's got the red hair. Um, she's more Barbie, right? I'm Oppenheimer. Except for then when we read I'm books, I'm more Trisha Paytas. Like, you're Ethan Klein. Yeah. When we read books, she's like mm, negative two, and I'm like, oh, but like it had some good qualities, so I'll give it a four. I don't know. Did you see our our logo? It's a picture of us, and like you're like all dark and spooky, but you're holding like a little pink romance book, and I'm all like light and like. Yeah, of course I've seen Normal. it. When I close my eyes, it's ingrained into my eyelids. And I'm holding, and I'm holding the spooky book. Yeah, we're kind of like an opposite attract. I don't know. We're opposite attract. Um, best friends to lovers. Uh, <laughs> second chance romance. Um, that's true. We did have a very brief breakup. Yeah, it's very never brief. again, never <laughs> ever again. Um, yeah, it was the worst three months of my life. <laughs> I can't think of what what other tropes we are. Tropes fit us. Um, high school sweethearts. Mm, mm-hmm. Surprise mm. pregnancy. <laughs> Don't you put that on me. <laughs> Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grumpy sunshine. You're grumpy. I'm not grumpy. <laughs> I'm literally not. I'm happy. Go lucky. Yeah, be go lucky. Yeah, all just all the tropes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, one that's, like, ridiculous. Hmm. Mm, dark romance. How so? <laughs> um. I took you to the hospital once. Yeah. Maddie's taken a punch in the face for me before. Yeah. From someone she's um, actually related to. Yeah. As an adult, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That makes it sound like we get in bar yeah. fights regularly. <laughs> I think that we got into a bar fight. That's okay. Hmm. All right. Well, I don't really have anything else to say about this. Yeah. This one. I think I'm about done with everything I have to say, too. I need to do some introspection. Yeah. Some, we should do an audit of your thing. We should have an episode going over all of your Goodreads reviews for the year. I did just take accounting. For lawyers, so mm, yeah. I Left have... side entry, right side entry. Yeah, Maddie's gonna issue an adverse opinion on my book financial statements. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, Courtney, you wanna yeah. close out our episode? Yeah, I do. I would. I would like to finish this off. Um. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're gonna finish. Thank you. So uh, somebody is. <laughs> It's not going to be B. Uh. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Thank you for joining us. Uh, our next book will be Christmas Fits by uh, 
Miss Lucy. Oh. Uh, and I've liked almost everything she's written before. So, except for one book that I started that I did not like and I uh, did not continue reading. Um, what book was it? By her. I think it's called Pretend Your Mind. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. premise. So, side note, premise plot, right? Because I started reading it and I was like, hmm, this seems seeming like something I will not like. Uh, and then I went and looked at, like, the general plot of it. And it's, like, army reserves dude whose wife died. And then uh, the girl just tries to, like, fight for his love the whole time. And he's like, you'll never be my dead wife. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> this is not for me. It's That's really funny. Sorry. So, um, yeah, I, I did not finish that one. Anyways, our next book is a Lucy score book. And based on the general consensus, hopefully it should be good. Um, yeah, she's she's like on the best. It's like the on the New York Best Time Seller list right now, even though it came out in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. I mean, I like obviously we love the Knock 'Em Out series. I liked By a Thread. Um, mm-hmm. So Lucy's that girl, you know. She uh, is, and she's that girl for us. This book is like pretty short for her for a, a Lucy score book too. So that's refreshing um, in terms of time commitment. Uh, and then we'll yeah. be closing out the year with Cold World by Alicia Thompson, which It's we... called With Love from Cold World. I'm which... sorry. I'm sorry. Which is a weird name for a title, so I'm interested to know what that's all about. Yeah, and if you recall, if you've been with us from the very beginning, our very first episode was Love in the Time of Serial Killers by Alicia Thompson. Uh, and this one does have a higher general score on like Goodreads and stuff, yeah. so... I think it does. We're gonna. We're hoping that there's. I don't know. Are people, people rating wrote. it right after they read it? Shut up. <laughs> we're hoping that, that test. Alicia has experienced some personal growth. Um, and you know what? Whoever she pays to do her cover art, they are putting their whole, you know what, into that. Um, Jennifer Prince. Jennifer. Pop off, Jennifer pop off girlfriend you got it yeah so that's what we'll be closing off starting off the same way we we uh or no finishing off the same way we started the year um and yeah and then we'll have some new stuff in the works and then we'll be in 2024 crazy i can't believe we have these are our last two books for the whole year i know in Uh, my hand yeah uh, and then we'll be doing we'll be doing a special New Year's segment that will be coming your way. Uh, it'll be fancy, yeah. and it will be serving Caesar Flickerman for that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if we dress up like people from the Capitol for it? I mean, we kind of could. We just have to have a, be a little more extravagant. That could be remedied. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if you're wondering what we're up to when we're not reviewing books on the podcast here, you can check us out on Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok at the Witty Banter Book Club. We also still have a Facebook. Um, it just posts automatically to Facebook whenever. Yeah. yeah. But we're not promoing it because I hate Facebook and I'm not doing anything with Facebook next year. Yeah. Facebook's for the moms, you know, so bless your hearts anywho uh for those of you listening thank you uh for those of you watching on youtube 
thank you also you know the deal like subscribe comment uh leave us recommendations in the comments for books you want us to read next year um we're starting to get our lineup going actually we have most of the at least half the year planned i think um we have a good portion of it um some good ideas so but yeah if there's something you really want us to review make sure you let us know so that we can get that into the schedule as we're doing our little business planning yeah and next year We'll be doing romance and fantasy, so, like, trying to do, like, a balance of the two. So, if you have recommendations from either of those categories or any romanticies that you want us to read, you can let us know, too. So, don't think that it just has to be romance. It can be fantasy as well. Pure fantasy. It doesn't have to be romanticy, either. It can just be pure fantasy. But if you drop an autobiography in those comments... If you give us a nonfiction book... (laughs) You're out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Fan. We're not for you. We're trying yeah. to diversify. That's why we did, like, Harry Potter and stuff. Uh, one, because romance gets, like, it's very formulaic, so it can get boring if it's one after yeah. another, after another, after another. But, yeah, I'm just not personally interested. I'd rather watch a documentary, so. Um, and if that's your jam, go ahead. Read what you want, baby. You know? It's fine. Uh, but aside from that, I think really all there is left to say is... Happy reading!